you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Mark Scrant, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, and the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. And I see you've got your, your thing of Clorox wipes here. Yeah, and you've got uh, some hand sanitizer over there as well. I'm not even uh, a germaphobe. Like, I'm not. <laughs> but, like, this whole coronavirus thing has me a little bit freaked out. Um, you know, not to the point where I'm, I'm uh, going to be on a plane in a few weeks. Right. So I'm going to go to the DR for spring break. So I'm not afraid to fly. I'm a little bit concerned, I guess, that 
you know, I got to make sure I got to I have to fly wipe down and all this kind of stuff. It's crazy, man. I have to fly tomorrow and I'm just considering just buying a full on hat. You know what you do? Buy a bubble. <laughs> just get a bubble. Yeah, thing, exactly. You, being on a plane right now, you might be OK because you might be the only one on the plane. I know. Uh, I saw somebody posted on their Instagram story the other week. I can't remember who it was, but they, they were at LAX, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like Tuesday afternoon and it was a ghost town. I'm like, yeah, oh, it's smooth sailing at least. Yeah, yeah. dude. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Getting in and out will be easy. It's been crazy, man. I went to Costco last weekend partially because I needed to get some things that weren't paper products and water and partially because I wanted to see the madness. <laughs> yeah. So the warehouse has all of the paper products and the water in the back left corner of the warehouse and Literally, there was a line just to get to that section that that ended at the front of the store. And then to check out, which is obviously at the front of the store, the lines were ending in the middle of the store. It was it was people are insane. It's it's and then I went to Target and got everything that I needed and, you know, didn't have to wait in line. It's been it's been crazy. Uh, We are fully stocked at my home. I I, I spent basically the equivalent of a luxury car payment at Costco Uh, buying (laughs) buying stuff. So I have a freezer full of meat and I have a I have a bag of rice that weighs as much as my kid. So so, it's just a normal trip to what is is with the rice? Like just because. Well, I mean, just in case, you know, like the whole point is like if you get quarantined, like, you know, just have I may never need to buy buy rice ever again. You know, what's going to happen to like at some point. God willing, this will all sort of like pass and we'll all be fine. But at that point, everyone in the world is going to have so much toilet paper. Yeah, it'll be fine for a while. That Right. But then the toilet paper companies are going to just, their stocks are going to bloop, drop because no one's going to need toilet paper because you just <laughs> bought like, 17 friggin', you know, cases of it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be good for like a month and you have to go buy toilet paper. A month? <laughs> really? How much do you poop? It's not me. Like <laughs> you don't like every woman I've ever lived with uses, and I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna get tweets about it, whatever. Uses like insane amounts of, of like of, of paper right. products. It's, true. Okay. it's absolutely true. Right. And you could literally give me one roll of toilet paper, and it would probably last me at least two weeks. Yeah, easily. At least. You know what was funny was uh, did you guys see that OJ tweeted out a picture of himself a wearing palette. a mask yeah. at Costco with like right with yeah, all the cart with like water and, and like the first paper. you know the first like tweet on the thread was like OJ you know can you please kill the coronavirus uh, it's w- it's just one thing I was not prepared for OJ Simpson kind of understanding Twitter I was not prepared <laughs> right? for that. like he's actually not he's, bad he's at like it. he's he's kind of good do you at think it? he reads any of the what people are putting out up because I mean every other oh, comment is ripping care. him. I mean he at this point, care. like you sort of know it's coming, right? Yeah, yeah I guess it's so. been it literally has been twenty five years, right? Like <laughs> you know what's coming yeah. at this point. Yeah. Uh we've got a really, really big show for you today. Uh we'll have our news and notes, of course. We'll talk about some of the best free agent fantasy fits because uh, on Monday is when the legal tampering, oh wait, I think they call it the negotiating period. Mm-hmm. Let tamper, use, tamper. Let me use the proper term. But yeah, the, what we call the legal tampering period begins on Monday. Uh, the league year, a.k.a. free agency, starts on Wednesday. So basically it means by the time we would record our next podcast, things will already be in motion. So we might as well kind of talk about some of the, the top free agents and where we would like to see them go, what we think their, their best possibilities are going to be. Maybe it is staying uh, where they are. But the other big news is that we will have live on this show Austin Eckler. He of the newly signed contract extension with the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, the guy who it looks like may make Melvin Gordon expendable, potentially. He's already done it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, yeah, so we'll get Austin Eckler in here. We'll talk about, uh, you know, basically – 
his come up, man. I mean, like you want to talk about a glow up? Uh, you were talking uh, before Graham that uh, this is a guy that was making the league minimum as an undrafted free right. agent. Now he's uh, now he's Scrooge McDuck in it. Yeah, he just made that shmoney. Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> wouldn't it also? By the way, wouldn't it hurt to jump? Yes, into it would. A big pile of coins. Absolutely. It yeah. Would. So. <laughs> Um, so there you go. Uh, before we do all that, though, we'll go behind the glass, talk to our faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire. Murph, what's up? Yeah, big show today. Um, first, want to say I'm glad I work on a show with guys who also have Costco memberships. That's good to know. <laughs> uh, it's always a, a treat going there. Uh, sometimes it takes too long. But yeah, but with this uh, coronavirus stuff, uh, my girlfriend also works in the media just like we do. Um, and uh, part of her beat is travel. So today she is currently at Los Angeles International Airport. So I am the opposite of Abby. <laughs> yeah. Did, did she text you and tell you if it's just a ghost town or? Uh, I haven't heard yet. I'm not sure what time at the time of this recording. I'm not sure if she's there right now, but she will be going there. I'm today. just really interested because I'm going to be traveling in a few weeks and right. Graham's going to be traveling tomorrow yeah. just to see exactly like what it's like. Well, yeah. in terms of like, you know, here, well, first of all, it's raining here today, which is a, a weird thing. I know we yep. just bring weather updates, but they're letting uh, taxi cabs back into LAX. My guess right now to answer that for you is it's probably pretty empty. Yeah, I would think so. A lot of weird stuff going on right yeah. now. Yeah, just between the rain and, and you know, all this. I'm waiting this. for the schools to tell us. Keep your kids at home. We're probably like a week and a half away. From I think that. we're. I mean, you know, look, we're at we're at a point where major sports aren't letting media in to talk to coaches and players now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've, I've seen some of the like some college events that are going on without crowds. I mean, I think I think we are not far away from the NBA probably right. playing games in front of no people. I think we're at the look. Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune are going to tape shows without a live studio audience. Yeah, right. Which is going to be wild. Yeah. I can't imagine that. Um, Boy, I tell you, if if there was ever like an outbreak scenario, remember that movie? Yeah, I I, I mean, I am I, I am concerned for this world because I don't think I think people are overreacting somewhat to this, and look at what's going on. Yeah, well, it's ridiculous. Panic breeds panic. Yes, so I exactly. think I'm concerned, which is why. Although I'll tell you what, man. Like I said, hello, Clorox wipes. The, the, the Jeopardy Wheel of Fortune thing sort of hits close to home because they tape literally. A couple miles from where we sit right now. I mean, right. there's Sony Studios Sony. right up the street from where we are, uh, so it's it's getting close, man. Mm-hmm. It's getting close. We'll get a Skype set up and we'll we'll do the cast from home. It's yeah, fine. we'll figure it out. Sweet, yeah. works for me. All right, uh, enough fear mongering. Uh, let's do some news. The news. Uh, some good news as we close in to the draft. I guess we're still quite in the midst of draft season. But anyway, uh, update on Tua Tagovailoa. He got a four-month scan on his hip. This is according to a report from Ian Rappaport. And uh, the results are that everything is very good with no concerns. Obviously, Fabs, the hip has been the biggest issue with Tua mm-hmm. going through this draft season. Everybody just checking on you know, how he's going to be. I still think he's kind of cemented as the number two uh, quarterback in this draft behind Joe Burrow. But the question is, now how high does he? Is he the number two pick? Right. See, if I'm the Redskins, I take him. I mean, uh, like, I get it. I mean, Dwayne Haskins was better in the second half of the season. But let's be honest, guys. I mean, you know, Tua's got a far higher ceiling in the NFL than Dwayne Haskins does. Correct? So... And I get it. You know, the Redskins wouldn't get Chase Young. He'd end up probably going to Detroit. But how many times, like, the Redskins have needed a quarterback forever, right? And they thought they had it with RG3, 
after his rookie year, and then they let him play with the bad knee in the playoffs, and everything went down the toilet from there. But the quarterback is the most important position in the National Football League. Right. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. So I would not be surprised if the Redskins went with Tua at two, assuming that he is healthy and trending in the right direction, which, according to Rap, he is. The Redskins are in a fantastic spot no matter where you slice it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could trade back and get a King's ransom for Tua. Uh, they could just draft Chase Young and have the best edge rusher in the whole class. Um, you know, I, I'm i still interested to see what Dwayne Haskins to, can do, though. Mm-hmm. They just spent the 15th overall pick on him last year. His you know head coaching situation went from Jay Gruden to Bill Callahan. And no offense to Bill Callahan. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, looking you know forward at the new age of football uh he didn't have his best left tackle Trent Williams didn't play all of last year and his best receiver while I love Terry McLaurin is was a rookie right um I just don't think we saw nearly enough around Dwayne Haskins to say okay they should definitely move on from him in favor of Tua that being said I mean I, I still love Tua and I won't think it's a bad call for them to take I can him. argue too though that the Cardinals didn't see enough from Josh Rosen to dump him see. and they went with the more talented player that's and fair. they would do that 10 times out of 10 if you gave them that chance again. Right. And I was going to say, that's the precedent there is the probably the Cardinals. But even going further back, I mean, look, Washington drafted two quarterbacks in the same draft. I mean, look, they they, <laughs> did, they drafted RG3. True. And then a few rounds later, they drafted Kirk Cousins. And, the and Cousins ended up becoming the guy better. there. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. they nailed both picks. It's just RG3 got, got hurt. Fell apart. That's true. So, I mean, there is there's definitely precedent for, for Washington to do something like this. Now, I think in the short term, after this report, you know, if I'm Ron Rivera and company, I'm just at least floating out the idea just to see oh, they who calls and, and what we can possibly get. And look, if you don't get anything to your liking, you just take Chase Young at two. If you get a good offer, then you move down and you see what, what happens after that. Yeah, exactly. They're, I mean, they're in a fantastic spot no matter where you slice but it. But imagine, like, Tua, Darius, McLaurin. I mean, they've got some other good young wide receivers on the roster, too. Yeah, maybe building something there in Washington if they go that route. But you're right. Either way, they're gonna they're gonna win. Well, we know the Giants aren't gonna trade back for four, so the Redskins could basically force everybody's hand that wants Tua, uh, and and move up to you know force everybody to move up to two. Very right. True. Yep. True. Yep. Uh, some other news, more administrative type news, but definitely is important. Uh, the new franchise tag deadline has been extended until Monday. A lot of this has to do with. Uh, the negotiations with the CBA and the players union kind of pushing back uh, their deadline to vote by 48 hours. So the franchise tag deadline has been extended until then. So, I mean, look, Monday is when everything's going to start moving anyway. We're going to start hearing about some of these deals that are going to be in the works. And now we're going to have franchise tags. So uh, I would think Monday is going to be really, really busy. But I think once we get to, you know, what is it? We are recording this at about 930 Pacific time on on Tuesday. Uh, By the time we get to about this time on Monday... I think there's going to be some stuff that's already happened. As a Cowboys fan, I'm very nervous about this. Zach's going to get a franchise tag. And the no, I is, know, but I don't know what's going on with Cooper. I don't want to lose him. I, well, I think that's the point. Like You try to franchise Dak so you can keep Amari yep. and try to keep that whole group together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, paying Zeke has had some uh, some consequences here. We knew back. that was going to be the case. Uh, can't keep everybody. I know. Can't keep everybody. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see about that. Um, Dalvin Cook with maybe the first big pronouncement of the upcoming season. He says he wants to go for 2,000 scrimmage yards next year. I mean, Graham, that doesn't 
seem ridiculous. I mean, it seems, you know, if he can stay healthy, stay on the field, that seems within the realm of possibility yeah. for him. It's doable, you know, what? Yeah, 1,400 rushing yards, 600 receiving yards, certainly yeah. possible for him. And we saw Dalvin Cook's ceiling last year, how good he is. I mean, not only uh, was he fantastic in the passing game, but was very good after contact, was one of the best running backs in the NFL, went healthy, kind of got banged up at the end of last year, forcing missed tackles. I mean, uh, Dalvin Cook, man, like... I know Christian McCaffrey is going to go 101 in all the drafts, but mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook is the very deserving 202. Uh, yeah, I was going to over say, over Saquon. I think so. I think. I mean, I, I can't do it because of Dalvin's, I, and I like Dalvin is awesome. Yeah, durability, man. I think, but I think that's going to be the debate this summer, right? Because I mean, look, people will talk themselves into believing that. Look, he can stay healthy, right? Just believing he can stay healthy because that's kind of all it is, right? Like. What is it? People say you're you're injury prone until you're not. Exactly. So I remember when Frank Gore was injury prone, prone the first like couple years of his career, and he's turned out to be literally iron board. I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I hope I hope Dalvin can avoid the injuries. Yeah. Um, but but so far three years, and obviously to a lesser degree this past season, he dealt with injuries late in the season when we needed him. Uh, which you know the whole I will say that the whole Mike Boone thing that pissed me <laughs> off. But whatever. But yeah, I, to, to me Saquon's too. And I think Saquon's going to go one in a lot of drafts, too. Cook's injury this past year was like some sort of weird shoulder injury where he like was mm-hmm. playing through it, but kind of not like at near as 100 percent. And then, you know, kind of re-injured a few times. I don't know. It was, a, it was a really weird injury. And meanwhile, Saquon played through a high ankle sprain virtually for the entire year and right. wasn't the same guy we saw during his until rookie. the end of the season. And right. then he boom. Yeah, it just it just felt like they sort of I don't know if they, the team rushed him back or if Saquon rushed back, but it just seemed like he came back really quickly and it just took him a while to kind of. Uh, get back in gear again. In Philadelphia, Deshaun Jackson says, quote, I'll be back stronger than ever. I mean, he pretty much missed essentially the entire year with uh, with injuries. Philly was hoping to bring him back, have him be that field stretcher, player, pair him alongside Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, in essence, their whole wide receiver core just kind of turned to dust this year. He couldn't stay healthy. Look, Deshaun Jackson's not a guy that you're going to spend a high fantasy draft pick on, but would would either of you take a late shot at him? I mean, late shot, just you know, hope that you know, things yeah. work out and, and he stays on the field and maybe uh, you know hits a few big plays for you. That's that is Deshaun Jackson in a best ball. <laughs> that's, that's basically how you get your your uh, allocation mm-hmm. to D-Jax this year, guys. I am I am like campaigning so hard for this. I know what you're going to say, Henry, too. I knew Henry you were going to say that. Henry Ruggs, fall to 21. It. I knew it. They're going to have Deshaun Jackson back. They're going to run all 12 personnel, two tight ends, and they're going to just have Ruggs, D-Jax, Ertz, and Goddard. So you're Boom. expecting Ooh. Alshon to be out. I mean, there was yeah. talk that he could be traded. Alshon will be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think Alshon will be back. There's talk that he could I love Alshon, but I'm not expecting him to be back. Uh, that would be... That would be interesting. We need uh, look. All I want to see is Carson Wentz. It, it doesn't matter if it's Rugs or if it's Djax because I think Djax is still extremely good. I mean, we saw. I mean, he's thirty three, but he's a quick thirty three. Right, still well, faster than just about everybody. Yeah, he, he barely. He basically didn't play all of last year, but the year prior, I mean, he was still like ripping off some of the fastest speeds in next gen stats database. Um, if he can bring that same level of field stretching, like I, I have to see Carson Wentz fully healthy with a very good field stretcher because the Eagles' offense could just go go nails. With Miles Sanders too, I mean, man, yeah, Eagles, that could Eagles be could fun. be Eagles could be a top five fantasy offense this coming. Don't forget about Boston right. Scott, man. He looked good at the end he of did last season last too. Year. I, I'm really hoping the Eagles turn it around offensively this year. Speaking of the Eagles, they are rumored to be one of the potential landing spots for Lashawn McCoy. No, thank you. Does that do anything for anybody? No, thank you. Eagles and Chargers. Uh, are, I'd are like to land. see McCoy sign with the Eagles only to retire as an Eagle. Well, yeah, mean, he's not going to retire. He's going to turn 32 but in July. No, I'm good. 
okay. I mean, just last year just was a non-entity um, in, in Kansas City. I mean, there was – I know – I know we weren't expecting him to like rebound and become the guy that he had been previously, but I did have some thought that maybe Andy Reid yeah. could figure out what to do with him, and just he just doesn't look like the same guy. He doesn't. Some people were speculating that you know Lashawn, uh, like the middle of last year when he was made a few like you know game day inactives, that they're just like holding him back for the playoffs to keep him healthy, and that, that was the case. That was not the case at nope. all. They just wrote Damian Williams, so pretty much so. Uh, so there we go. We'll see what happens, but I don't imagine that, you know, wherever Shady McCoy goes, I, I can't imagine there's a large workload in it for him. And I can't imagine it's going to be the kind of thing that uh, is going to get fantasy folks excited. I mean, he had 646 scrimmage yards last year, five touchdowns, which is probably more than I would have thought off the top. It's of a product head. of that Chiefs offense. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So there you go. All right, there you go. That's uh, pretty much everything you need to know. That was the news. All right. Now we're uh, pleased to bring in Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, a fantasy football stud from last season, man. Thanks for joining the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. So uh, congratulations, number one, on the big deal. So like when you sign a contract like that, like is the first thing in your mind, what can I buy with this? Man? What can I do? I think I've always had things on my mind is that I wanted to buy. <laughs> you know, you know. I'm, I feel like I'm an investor, so it's all been real estate. It's nothing like Smart things man. that are gonna, you know, lose value over time. But uh, yeah, there's you're definitely thinking about things. You're like, oh, now I could buy all these things that I've wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like I've been in a position that I've been. Uh, it's kind of put me in that position anyway. You know, it's not like we don't make a lot of money in the NFL, even on the minimum. We're still making sure. a decent amount, but. It takes it to the next level, you know, when you get that second yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. As an under as like an undrafted free agent, your story is incredible. I mean, to come up, uh, you know, uh, and have the success you've had, it's it's kind of been like a. I don't know how closely tied you are to like the fantasy community or how many tweets you see, but you've been like a darling in the fantasy community. And this past year, you were like one of the most valuable players pretty easily this past year. So it's it was good to see. I think we all kind of like celebrated your uh, your big contract there. Right for fantasy, like honestly, hasn't even been a big deal for me mm. in the past two years until this year. Uh, you know, there was always like how he's the backup. Um, kind of stigma around me. Didn't really get much playing time. Like he produced, but not consistently enough to put him on an actual fantasy yeah. football team until this year, where basically the first four weeks I was the I was the starter, yeah. and I was producing points. And then I started kind of seeing like this relevance of my name being in in the fantasy realm because before that I didn't even ever think about it. And then everyone's blowing me up like, "Hey, man, you're carrying my fantasy team," you know, things like that. So yeah, it's no, it's. It's definitely become more relevant in my life. Even when I meet people in public, they're like, "Hey, man, you did great for my fantasy team." Like literally, I was down in in the in the lunch area today, and some uh, some guys like, "Hey, man, I appreciate you. You carried my fantasy team." So you did. So that's right. Yeah. So do more people come and talk to you about fantasy football fantasy, or the Chargers? Fantasy, fantasy, right? That's what every it's player all about says. Fantasy, yeah. Yep. I love it though. It's great because it's just a way for us to you know get our face in in someone else's head. Like they mm-hmm. see our face because our faces are on the fantasy you know stuff. Not our football like outfit and equipment see I, I feel like though the industry we saw this coming because when we looked at your numbers we still saw the fantasy points per touch was ridiculous and every time we touched the ball you were making things happen so now that you've signed the big contract melvin gordon is going into free agency i don't know if he's going to stay with the chargers or not most reports out there suggest he won't so 
Are you expecting more touches in this offense in 2020? Oh, I mean, I did get a lot of touches last year. I felt like we listen. We want like, more. Okay, <laughs> when a guy like you, you gets the ball, more. we want right, more of those right. touches. See, I want more too, man. But the thing is, uh, my wants and what my body can handle is a different thing. You know, I got to think about my longevity sure. playing over the years. So uh, I'm sure you know our coach would do a good job of rotating us. And the thing is, it's like I'm not just getting touches at running back. You know, I'm in the slot. I'm outside, so my touches are limited. But you know, the touches at receiver are a little bit easier on my body than the touches at running back. Right. I was going to ask you about that. You were used as a receiver more often than any running back, like split out wide as a as a receiver. What's like your favorite play or favorite route to run when you're split out as a receiver? Right. So anytime. Well, first off, there's a couple of factors. If it's man, mm. then and it's a linebacker. It's man that I love being on the outside and literally just running is a slant go. Uh, linebackers have no chance against you right right <laughs> if you watch uh watch the game against the titans i scored a touchdown against the titans on a slant go it was just press their toes boom in out over the top philip late of dime i uh, ended up scoring on that one but uh that's one i always use in training campus yeah so it's kind of developed over the years because i didn't come in thinking i was ever going to be playing receiver so it's something i haven't been working on but you know getting getting more so into it yeah, and, and that's where a lot of your value comes from is as a pass catcher, which you've been phenomenal at. Now, you mentioned Phillip Rivers. He's no longer going to be with the Chargers. Right. And there's been rumors floating around the National Football League that there's this guy. He may be the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, Tom Brady. Maybe he goes to the Chargers. Have you thought about that at all? Thought about catching passes from the GOAT? I have it. Yeah. Uh... I imagine it'd be because Phil was like the goat for us when I was in, you know, uh, the Chargers because I came in undrafted like, oh, that's Philip Rivers. You know, he's been here forever, you know, had some success. Uh, obviously, he hasn't brought in the rings like like Tom has. So, no, that's the true goat. I feel like if, if he comes in, I would have caught passes from two goats in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Philip Rivers wears the bolo ties. Have you ever thought about rocking the bolo before? <laughs> hey, man, he's got his own he little personal off. swag. He's got his own little style. I like it, though. He's, yeah. he's very unique, for sure. So uh, you posted a, an IG video of yourself. You're doing, like, one-handed pull-ups. Yeah. And you're reading a book. <laughs> so how many of those pull-ups did you do, which is probably ten times more than I could do? And, and what book were you actually reading there? Uh, so the book is just a prop. It it's just a prop. It's okay. just a prop. It's actually, right. not actually a book. Okay. Um, I use it in some of my other videos, too, with my girlfriend. She knew, I'm doing push-ups, so she's, like, looking at it on my back. But, uh, yeah, I did, I did four one-handed pull-ups, which is so hard. Like, I don't even think I, I do four I, right now. I think I, I was just in better shape right then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't care. I definitely didn't do one either. You posted another one last week, I think, if you were in, uh, like, a like a standing position with your feet staggered, and you jumped. It looked like literally 40 oh, inches right, in the air. And right. I, I have just one question. How? <laughs> that lower body explosion. Man. Man, that's what I was gifted with. That's what's you know got me to this point. It's funny because my trainer even yeah. said the same thing when I was doing it because I was doing my own like workout in our our gym before last season. He's he went and got someone else. Like watch him jump. He's <laughs> just like that doesn't even look right. Like you're just getting. It was beyond high. ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> right. it looked like you could have jumped over me over there. Or something right. Like that. Right. So we see a lot of players out there post like statistical goals, right? Like Dalvin Cook wants to have you know a thousand yards rushing, a thousand yards receiving. David Johnson had done that as well. Do you have any of those statistical goals for 2020? Get us excited here, Austin. Come on, okay, man. Okay, well, I'll get you excited, but it's not going to be in the stats. It's the thing is for me, it's always been build on your past season and that's what I've been doing literally my first year I was mainly special teams second year split 50-50 between offense special teams last year mainly offense actually all offense 
And so I'm coming in again, same mindset, build off of last season. So last season wasn't too bad, especially for fantasy. So if I'm able to build off of last season, you know, I feel like my fantasy owners would be pretty happy. You do realize that you're likely going to be a first-round pick when all is said and done in fantasy, I know, that's crazy. Yeah. From last year when people were like, ah, he's 50-50 on picking him up. And then halfway through the season, like, oh, I'm on 95% of roster. I feel like people, when when we we kind of figured that Melvin was going to be holding out, your stock went up exponentially. And then when Melvin came back, people were like, okay, what do we do now? And I was getting questions all the time on whether or not to start Austin Eckler. And I'm like, have you seen the numbers? (laughs) I mean, okay, Gordon's getting touches, of course, but he's still putting up numbers. Have you seen him play every time he touches the ball, especially in the passing game? Exactly. Exactly. I feel like a lot of it comes down to, like, it's kind of like the hype, like the hype around my name. Like, I was a no name. I didn't have a name in the NFL, you know, coming in. So it's like people are like, who is this guy? You know, especially if you're, you know, not around the Los Angeles area. Like, you have no idea who this guy is. Like, oh, it's a backup. Melvin's probably going to come back. And so then I started producing. We, we, we know you now, pal. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we you definitely got, know you now. You got off to the hot start. You were the number one running back. I think at one point you were outscoring Christian McCaffrey. And you still ended the year as a top five fantasy running back. Right. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic season. Yeah, you were on pace through those first four games. You may not know this, and you probably don't care, but I'm going to tell you anyways. To score 428 fantasy points, okay? That would have been the sixth most points ever. Wow. Ever. Wow. That just tells you <laughs> how productive you were as, right. a, as a fantasy player right. and how valuable you are going to be to fantasy owners in 2020. Right. And I tell you, uh, uh, no matter what the number of people came up to you talking about fantasy in the past, it's going to triple now. <laughs> it's going to absolutely triple now. And hopefully you embrace it. And it sounds like you have right. because fantasy is just so good for the NFL and it's great for the 100%, players. 100%. Well, I feel like I just people just benefit from having me on their team just because I'm not just a running back. You know, I'm, I'm catching exactly. balls out of the backfield, but I'm also catching balls in the slot. So there's different ways I'm getting the balls in my hand, different ways I can score. And, you know, that ends up racking up some points if you mm-hmm. can do something with yeah. it. That's why we were, you were one of the most consistent players in the fantasy last year. We appreciate that. Yeah. So um, last question here. Uh, we saw what might be the Rams' new logo leaked online. Have you seen this thing? I think I have. Can we pull it up? Yeah. yeah I, here, I'll pull it up. It, it, see, <laughs> at, like first, a, right? at first I thought it was like, Rams slash Chargers because it's almost got the lightning bolt in there, right? It was a little, yeah. Right. It's a little confusing. At first when I saw it, it looked like the ch- uh, new Chargers uniform. So this was the Rams, what they, they posted yesterday. Charles oh, Robinson yeah. from Yahoo. That's what the Rams posted. Now, do you like that? You could yeah, say no it because it's dreadful. Like LAC, right? right? It does. Right, which is what we It looks like the Internet Explorer logo. Yeah. I wonder if they leaked that just to see what people would think. I hope so. People don't no, like it. Do you like it? You actually like it? No. No, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> they could do a better job. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. It just looks like there's too much going on. I like, agree. It just doesn't flow with itself. Yeah. So as a Charger, now the Chargers have had some of the, the greatest jerseys of all time, mm-hmm. right? What's your favorite? Like, my favorite is the Royal Blues, Dan Fouts era, with the yellow pants and the lightning bolt down the side. If you guys brought those <laughs> back, they would kick butt. <laughs> Uh, in, in terms of merchandise, what's your favorite Chargers jersey? I like uh, the powder blues. Yeah. I like the powder they're, blues. They're good. That's the go-to. Close second. Your color, the, the color rush this past year, you guys ran the all blue. Those were yeah. nice, too. I yeah, really the, like the those. The deeper blue, yeah. yeah. The powder, the powder, you can't go wrong with the powder. Blue, I love the powder. So blue. I, don't, I don't know what it is, but it's just that color. It's just, I don't know. White helmets, numbers or no numbers on the helmets? 
No numbers. No like, numbers? Like you're talking like, that, fine, the, the little one in the back's fine. Yeah. The old school Chargers, they had the numbers on the side of nah, those helmets, I don't know about man. that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Those, don't those know. white helmets with the, with the bolt with the no numbers, those are, those are yeah, really tight. for sure. Those are yeah, really tight. Sure. Hey, man, so we really appreciate you joining us on the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. And by the way, I'm going to say something that you know people already know. Draft Austin Eckler hey. in 2020. We wish Let's you go. the best of luck. Thank you, my man. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Thanks to Austin Eckler for his time. Congrats on the big contract. Uh, looking forward to watching him play again this year where prior, you know, presumably he is going to be the primary running back for the Chargers. Now, uh, who the quarterback is going to be, well, that remains to be seen, which perfectly leads us into our best free agent fantasy fits. So I went through you know, the four main categories, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I didn't go with everybody, but I picked out the guys that I thought were the most interesting. Um, so I had Ryan Tannehill at the top of the list, but since we're talking about, we just talked to Austin Eckler, uh, why not just kind of shuffle the deck a little bit? And let's talk about Phillip Rivers, right? Because he and the Chargers, uh, to quote Gwyneth Paltrow, they, I think they went through a conscious uncoupling, basically. <laughs> um, you know, Phillip Rivers is, is, you know, he is moving the family back closer to the southeast where he and his wife are from. Uh, the Chargers look like they are on the move for a quarterback, whether that's Justin Herbert or someone else, who knows? But is there a spot? I mean, I have an idea for where Philip Rivers could go, potentially be good. Uh, any anything jump out at either of you about where Philip Rivers can go and probably probably? No, we've talked about it, right? Indianapolis. It's got to be right. It's got to be the Colts. Yep. Great offensive line, Frank Reich connection, obviously. Yep. Um, I also think the Bucks makes a lot of sense too with Bruce Arians. I, I think mm-hmm. you know we'll talk Jameis here in a sec, but. Bruce Arians, uh, based on all of his quotes, um, has kind of hinted that they're not exactly thrilled with Jameis. I feel like Jameis <laughs> is the, if I can't do anything else, the position will keep him. That's that's sort of, I feel like, I what Arians is thinking at this point. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of what it is. Although I also do think that there's a level to which Arians is kind of sandbagging this thing, right? Sure. In which, you know, if you're... If you're putting out all this sort of negative energy about Jameis, one, that kind of gets other teams to maybe back off a little bit. And if you have to re-sign him, you can do it at a potentially lower number than you would have otherwise. Yep. Yeah. Bucks could still franchise tag him, too. True. Just bring him back for one more year and see how it goes. Very true. And, you know, Arians, remember, when he was in Arizona, who was his quarterback? Carson Palmer. Right. right. Veteran quarterback. Philip Rivers, same kind of thing. So we'll see. All right. So since we're talking about Jameis, I mean, he potentially is going to be a free agent. Is there his best fantasy fit is where he is? Is staying staying in? There's because I'll tell you this, Marcus. If he goes to another team, he's not guaranteed to be a starter. He's not. So I'll throw one out. What if he goes to the Chargers? What if he comes to the Chargers? Right. I mean, like it, it right now. Provided they don't draft Justin Herbert. And if they do, they make it a competition, right? Um, certainly, I don't think they're going to hand the job to Tyrod Taylor. Um, I mean, he's, he's a nice backup, but I don't think that's where they want to go. And yes, you're replacing one quarterback who threw a lot of interceptions with another quarterback who throws a lot of interceptions. The difference being that where Phillip Rivers behind that offensive line is just less mobile than he ever was. At least Jameis can maybe move right. around a little bit, extend some yeah. plays. He get look. He's got Keenan Allen. He's got uh, Mike Williams. He's you know we'll see what happens with Hunter Henry if he comes back. He's going to get. He's got Austin Eckler, so he'll have weapons around him. Yeah. Um. I mean, if he leaves, if he leaves Tampa. Yeah, we got LASIK surgery, so we can see now. Why not bring him out to the West Coast? I think that makes some sense, and I'd also say I think the Colts, in a way, makes some sense because Frank Reich 
can kind of scheme, I think, scheme around some of Jameis's downside, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. Jameis is going to throw Jameis picks no matter what team he's on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, <laughs> if you're running the ball and have a fantastic offensive line and you kind of predicate on balance and play action, I think you can build a really nice offense around Jameis. Just this past year, I mean, the Bucks defense was so bad, they had to keep throwing to stay in games, and Jameis threw <laughs> right. a lot of Jameis picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I do think, too... There will be some regression with with Jameis in pretty much pretty much every category because, like you said, if they can sort of scheme whoever whoever he goes to, if they can scheme around his deficiencies and prevent him from throwing as many interceptions, he doesn't have to throw the ball as many times right. to try and keep up or stay in games. So you know that those five thousand yards that may not happen again. This the year. one time we're talking about regression in a good way, <laughs> interceptions are going yeah, right, to exactly. interceptions. Right. I mean, it's got to go down, right? Like, he can't throw 30 picks again next year. He just can't. It'd be amazing if he went 35 for 35. Man. <laughs> Whew. That's like malpractice, right? If you're a coach and you <laughs> let him stay in long enough to do that, like, that, that is some sort of malpractice. But also fun. But also fun. Mm. Um, Ryan Tannehill, who is one of the more intriguing names here. We saw what he did last year. I mean, he helped the Titans get to the AFC Championship game. I mean, look, he basically, they, they were floundering as an offense with Marcus Mariota there, really going nowhere. They make the move. Tannehill sort of energizes this team and gets them going. He was great. He also, Graham, I felt like was efficient at a level that just can't be duplicated again next year. Oh, man, no doubt. Um, next Gen Stats tracks this uh, this stat called like completion rate above expectation. So it's basically like how many passes you're completing based on the difficulty of the throw above what's expected. And Ryan Tannehill was number one this past year. Number like he was like top two in touchdown rate behind Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, ex- absurd YPA uh, yards per pass attempt. I mean, yeah, Tannehill's efficiency stats are going to regress. But I, I mean, I still think the best fit for him by far is Tennessee. Yeah, they, dude. They I found mean, something with him and Arthur Smith in the ten games that he started. There were two quarterbacks who had more fantasy points during that time. Lamar Jackson and Patrick Holmes. Josh Allen? It's Patrick. Oh. oh. And he averaged 22 fantasy points per game in those 10 games in Miami, where he was coached by Adam Gase. The Gase. 14.6. Hmm. Mm. It's so like, it's almost like coaching matters. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I get it. Tennessee has to figure out what they're doing with Derrick Henry. Right. And Derrick Henry's probably going to end up getting the franchise tag out of the two, but they've got to they've got to find a way to keep Tannehill because that team they beat the Baltimore Ravens on the road in the yep. playoffs, okay? Yep. They're that team is on the rise and if they keep I mean from a fantasy perspective Tannehill's probably going to be a nice R, uh, QB2, but just from from a real football perspective, the Titans got something there. They really do. No, I agree. I mean, I think that is probably the best spot for him. But if we're, you know, just to stir the pot a little bit, uh, I thought about what if he goes to Chicago, right? Um, Like, I don't know. They could do something. I mean, honestly, Matt Nagy with Ryan Tannehill sounds very, very fun. Right? I mean, look, Tannehill has a lot of the same skill set as uh, as Mitch Trubisky, except, you know, he's just better. better. Everything. <laughs> right? <laughs> except, like, you know, better, right? So. I could see him there. Wow. Like I think That's Tennessee's maybe the best fit for him, but I could see in Chicago where he could have a little value. You know, move him around the pocket. You got Allen Robinson there. You've got some weapons there to to, to work with. So now that you've said that, I think now I, I want that to happen. I want him to stick in. I want Allen Robinson with a good quarterback. Oh, to prosper a little bit. Huh? If Allen Robinson is Are the Bears are the Bears truly ready to give up on Trubisky after giving up so much to move past? Every team but one in yeah. that draft to get him. I mean, 
GM Ryan Pace was like, "We're right now, Mitchell Trubisky's our quarterback." Because, because I, I, I pa- mean, Pace that that's going to be sort of you know Pace's that's his stamp. That's his stamp. You made a move to get Mitch Trubisky, and and now you're right? going to give up on him already. I also think he's got to be aware that that defense is so. I mean, they're ba- the Bears' defense gave up more points this past year, but by no means were they an easy defense. They they did not regress too significantly this past year. I mean, this, that defense is still win now, and if you bring in Tannehill. I, Bears could, I mean, Bears could be very competitive once again. We've seen three years of Trubisky, and maybe he gets better, but does he get exponentially better? You can't look. You can't fix accuracy issues. Mitchell Trubisky has deep embedded accuracy issues at all levels of the field: short, intermediate, and deep. You can't fix those, right? So we'll see. But that—that's. I was like just thinking about that. If we're gonna like stir it up a little bit, yeah, maybe Chicago. All right, here we go. The elephant in the room: Tom Brady. Now, if you believe the early reports, the initial conversations between Brady and Bill Belichick did not go well. Uh, Depending on who you read or what day it is, maybe there's a chance he stays. Maybe it's all over and Brady's going to hit the open market and go somewhere. We've heard rumors from, you know, the Chargers to the Raiders to the 49ers. Uh, That one's wild. That one's wild. um, As a 49ers fan, would you embrace that? No. Um, Would Brady have hit Sanders in the Super Bowl probably. for that touchdown? Yeah, probably. Uh, he probably would have. I feel like if you are, if you're the 49ers and you're going in on the Brady gambit, then it really is an all or nothing proposition. Um, because this is a team that is built to be successful for the near future. Um, I mean, look, they, they were playing with house money last year. To go from 4-12 and 12 to being in the Super Bowl is playing with house money. And I think if you bring in Tom Brady at the price you'd have to bring him in, and really, essentially, you get, what, maybe two years out of him, and then you're suddenly you're, you're trying to look for another franchise quarterback again, I just feel like yeah, you really have gone all in. And if you don't win it, then you've set the whole team back a ways. Yeah. So um, I mean, wh- the way Jimmy Garoppolo wins is sort of similarly to the way that Brady wins at this point in his career, right? I mean, it's, you know, intermediate throws, quick check downs, lots of play action. Right. Um, I'm with you on that. I, I don't that that rumor has really never made sense to me. Um, the rumor that does make sense to me though is is Brady to the Titans. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one I keep coming back to. Vrabel, yeah. which that's, is yeah. which is sort of why, which is kind of how I put Ryan Tannehill in Chicago, thinking that the, the Titans go in on Brady. Suddenly Tannehill is sort of left out in the wind, and he goes to Chicago. It does feel like Brady's the big cookie that we're waiting to crumble. Yeah, because once Brady signs or whatever he decides to do, that's going to kick in motion everybody. Pretty much. Rivers, Tannehill, Winston, all these guys. So the question is, does you know, does he make a decision early in the tampering period? Does he sort of wait it out and see what happens? Uh, I mean, I would think that you know he and his agent are on the phone with a lot of places to figure out what uh, what could go on. But you're right. Once once that moves on, then I think everything else sort of falls into place. I, I mean, I'm curious because we, we saw what A.J. Brown did. Does Tom Brady, you know, does he help make a guy like Corey Davis finally relevant? Um, I, I mean, AJ Brown's <laughs> you know. passed him quick, easily, quick, easily. So easily. So AJ Brown, this, AJ this, Brown would be the best receiver Tom Brady's played with probably since Randy since Moss. Randy Moss. No, I mean, no for Julian Edelman. I mean, I love Julian Edelman. He's a fantastic, fantastic slot receiver, but AJ Brown is a freak. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, no, you're right. So I, boy, this is going to be fun. That's going to be, it's going to be fun. That's going to be, I, I, I just want him to sign sooner rather than later. Cause I just don't want a daily Tom Brady update. Same here. 
you know, it would be like all those Brett Favre returns. If Brady could just sign on Monday this coming week, it'd be just a lot That'd easier. Be great, thanks. Maybe we should tweet at him. It's hard to see him just not in a Patriots uniform. Yeah, right. That'll be but weird. We'll see. That'll be weird. Yeah. yeah, I still think they figure it out. They have to. Belichick and Brady have to figure it out. Give it one more ride. I just think I think what'll happen is that Robert Kraft will just veto Bill Belichick. I mean, he's the dude who signs the checks, right? And I think there's a part of Robert Kraft that knows what the legacy of, of his franchise is in regards to Tom Brady, and that I think it would, would burn his soul to see Brady in his career in a different uniform. So that's just me. Uh, anyway, we're talking sort of about the Titans there, which leads us to the running backs and Derrick Henry. Uh, I, I'm sort of with you, Fabs. I think he gets franchise tagged. I think that the Titans would be insane to let him get out of town. Insane, because the man has become that offense, and what they have with Tannehill and AJ Brown, they've built something there, which I which I just mentioned. So there, no matter if Henry does shockingly leave, mm-hmm. no matter where he goes, he's not going to lose any fantasy value because he is going to get paid to be the guy. Right. Just you know. You, you look at, uh, you know, the, the salary cap situations, you know, the Dolphins up the top, they could use a running back. The Colts, hell, they could upgrade over Marlon Mack. The Buccaneers desperately need a running back. So there's some teams out there that have some loot that could potentially go out and sign him if the Titans don't franchise him. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard for me to see Henry being anywhere but Tennessee. Yeah, I, just, I, I was looking around and I really couldn't find what I thought was a good fit for him anywhere else. I like a, I mean, the Texans have a very messy cap situation, but right. Derrick Henry in Texas with, with Houston, with Sean Watson would be a lot of fun. That'd be fun. That'd be interesting. But that's just total pipe dream. Maybe the Bucks. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, see, I mean, I, I think the, the Henry to the Texans is interesting, but the guy I have going to Houston is, is the guy who's next on the list, yep. and this is Melvin Gordon. Same here. Right. Which, you know, I know we've sort of been saying that since the middle of last season when it became kind of apparent that he wasn't going to come back to the Chargers. Um yeah, just put him in that backfield because the, the the Texans have been looking for a lead running back for a while now. You know, Lamar Miller could never stay healthy. They sort of piecemealed it with Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson this past year. So, you know, you've got your wide receiver. You've got your quarterback. Why not get your running back and just lock in your trio, right? Yeah, now? see, my pie in the sky would be Miami, but I feel like the Dolphins are going to use one of their first three picks there in the draft to go after a running back, you know, maybe Swift or Taylor. We'll see what happens. But he goes to Houston, and then that sort of means, well, he's not going to be utilized as much as a pass catcher because you still have Duke Johnson in the mix there. So best fit for me would be Miami, but I don't know that Miami, and they have the most cap space right now, but I don't know that Miami wants to pay a running back, even at his age. I mean, he's not an older guy, but he's getting up there. He's creeping up there where they can go out and draft a running back that's going to cost them a lot less money. Yeah, Marcus, I'm with you. And uh, I had Mel Gordon to the Texans written down as well. Uh, They've been looking for a bell cow back, and they tried to make Lamar Lamar Miller a bell cow back when he was healthy two years ago, and it just didn't work. he was fine. Miller right. was fine, but it's just like he was not, you know, providing a lot above replacement. Melvin Gordon uh, is one of the best running backs after contact, and I, I think we've seen more than enough to know he's a good receiver. Even though, I mean, Duke Johnson and Melvin Gordon back backfield would be like immediately one of the four or five most talented duos. Oh yeah, I think in the NFL. No, no doubt. Um, but yeah, I, look, let's just let's just go on and get this Melvin Gordon thing done. We can all be happy. We can all live happily. Uh, Kenyon Drake, the other running back I have on the list. Nowhere I, but the desert. I want to see him stay in Arizona. Nowhere but I the do. desert. Um, if for whatever crazy reason the the Cardinals don't want to do it, which I don't know why, maybe Atlanta uh, could be an interesting fit for him there because I think Devontae Freeman's probably not going to be there. Yeah. Um, 
I want Cam Akers to go to Atlanta, so we're holding out hope for that. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I mean, but yeah, I, he's got to stay in Arizona. Drake, yeah. Drake was the RB3 after that trade. It's insane, he was the RB3. Imagine saying that to yourself, like, from the future. <laughs> have that knowledge in, like, September that Kenyon Drake is going to be finish the year as the RB3. He's going to get traded, and he's going to be a top three fantasy running back. Here's the deal, though. In order for him to sustain, something has to happen with David Johnson. Something ha- They're not going to release him. The Cardinals have already said that. Right. But you can't convince me, you can't convince me that David Johnson is going to play a secondary role to Kenyon Drake if both guys are 100%. You cannot convince me of that. That is going to be an absolute backfield committee right. mess. Yeah. And you I think can't convince me of it. I think that's the thing we're not, we haven't taken fully into account yet that, you know, last year David Johnson was, he was playing. He was good before he got hurt. He was and playing then, incredibly hurt for much of the year to the point that they, they should have just sat him down. So I just, just pulled up your top 200 fabs and you've got Drake at RB19. And I think that's pretty much perfect for him based on the uncertainty we have and the likelihood that Arizona probably brings him back and David Johnson still there yeah we're looking at some sort of like 60 40 timeshare I really hope DJ stays healthy because he's I mean David Johnson is one of my favorite players when he's healthy and he's not stayed healthy I'm I'm writing a column uh today I did the quarterbacks yesterday the running backs will be today but the top scoring running backs based on fantasy points per touch average David Johnson was at almost 1.1 Drake of course part of the season with Miami was under one. So Johnson was more effective when he had the football in his hands before injuries ended that it ended his season. Let's put it that way. It's not like he ended up on injured reserve, Mm -hmm. but for all intents and purposes, he was pretty useless for fantasy owners and for the Cardinals once he got banged up and then Drake came in. But again, dude, I don't want, I I won't touch Drake if David Johnson's a Cardinal because I feel like he's going to go too high and that thing is going to be a committee. Yeah. They're I, paying David Johnson a lot of dough, man. Yeah, I, I am curious to, to see how people kind of negotiate this situation. Like, trade David Johnson to Tampa Bay, boom, I'm happy. Then Drake, <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Even Johnson I'd be in with Arians. One other thing to but, consider, too, is Arizona is going to draft a few receivers. And if they start going even more pass-heavy, I mean, we're looking at maybe 20 to 25 carries per game between both of them. And then they're splitting all their passing down work. It's, right. Uh, Imagine the dude, core of wideouts they could have, yeah. like with Christian Kirk, and you know, if they drafted Rugs or Judy or you know whoever Lamb, whoever it's going to be. I want Judy in there. I do too. Yeah. I do too. Oh my goodness gracious! That <laughs> would, Judy can do everything. You that is going to be a fun freaking offense to watch, dude. Let him learn from Larry. I don't care if they win games or not. They're going to win fantasy leagues for people. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, since we're talking wide receivers, let's move on to that. The first one. Amari Cooper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ed Werder just tweeted something out uh, that was pretty interesting, saying that the Cowboys, uh, you know, they're, they're going to do everything they can to to keep Cooper. And Cooper has said in a radio interview last week that he wants to be a Dallas Cowboy for life. And as someone who has been a Dallas Cowboy fan for life, I want Cooper to be there for as long as he can be because and, and I get it. You know, the Colts w- would be a, a pretty nice fit, although I don't know what's going on with the quarterback situation there right now, which Kobe Brissett and if they go after Rivers or not. But he's in the best spot for his fantasy value. He really is. And he was tremendous last year before injuries kind of crept up on him. And then he wasn't as reliable uh, in the second half of the season. But Dallas is where he needs to be. Yeah. I, I mean, he that seems like the best fit. I mean, he and Dak have been a great partner partnership for about a year and a half now. Um 
I mean, look, you could, you could send him. You mentioned Indianapolis. I mean, I'm sure Philly would love to take a, a run at him if possible, but I just think Dallas is the best spot for yeah, him. Philly would love to have him, Mark, because he has smoked them the yeah. last couple times they've mm-hmm. played him. Uh, Cooper's going back to Dallas. Yeah. Please. Yeah, yeah please. Cooper and Gallup. I mean, that, that, that duo is just too good to break up. Uh, yeah. uh, quick coronavirus update. Uh-oh. The town of New Rochelle, I went to school there for two years a long time ago, so I haven't been there in a long, long time. They are being shut down by the National Guard because of the coronavirus outbreak. They're, sh- they're shutting. They're down the shutting down New Rochelle. I mean, look, all of Italy. Is wow, in, the entire yeah. country of Italy is in quarantine. So they, they, it's they, coming. Yeah, they shut down Venice and Milan. Sixteen million plus people in northern yeah. Italy. Yeah. Wow. Could you imagine them shutting? I can't even imagine shutting down Venice Boulevard around here. So. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. Um. All right. Back on task. AJ yes. Green. Uh. Staying with the Bengals, dude. I They're think he's staying with the Bengals, it. especially now with Joe Burrow coming in. Why not? I'm, I'm with you that he stays with the Bengals, but I have a hot, hot take. Okay. Mm. How about the Raiders? I could see, oh, Raiders, I could see that. Raiders could making see that. a big splash. Raiders are Patriots. Yeah. Making a big splash. We know John Gruden loves his veterans. Loves his veteran yes, receivers. Sir. They're looking for somebody to compliment and be the kind of the number one for Derek Carr. I mean, remember... They thought this time, not this time last year, but they thought last year that Antonio Brown was going to be that exactly. guy until yeah. that, you know, imploded horribly. That's another interesting <laughs> so. offseason situation that we have to monitor is whether or not somebody takes a shot at Antonio Brown. But no, that's a good, that would be yeah. a good fit. I just, I feel like the Bengals with Burrow coming in, I mean, where else are they going to go? Um, that you've got Tyler Boyd, you've got John Ross who can stretch defenses. Joe Mixon is coming into his own as a featured back. That offense I, could be fun, man. I also, just, I also just think the way the Bengals handled Green last year suggests they're going to keep him around, I right? Agree. Like, that whole, he's going to play, and then, and then finally was a week 17. They treated him with kid gloves. Week 17, they put him on IR. Like, yeah. yeah. You could have traded him. You could have done something. I remember, yeah, I remember we were talking about this around the trade deadline on the pod. It's like, why aren't they dealing A.J. Green? Like, what are they doing here? They're right. clearly going to only win a few games this past year. They could have sold out to get some picks for him and yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear they want him back. Right. I mean it just it would be it would be incredibly dumb to hold on to him this long and then just let him walk in free agency. Yeah, so there no you doubt. Go. Uh last wide receiver I got here, Robbie Anderson, who look man, he got he got gazed, I think, a little but, bit. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, we, we can make that argument. He's not a number one wide receiver. He's definitely not a number one wide receiver. No. He's and a compliment. I, I, I think someone. Graham and I agree on this one. You want to say it at the same time? Green, yeah, Packers, Bay, Packers. That's why that would be a great fit for him. That would be a good fit. I, I was thinking yeah. Philly, uh, you know, but that was also sort of predicated on not knowing what Deshaun Jackson was going to do this year, yep. and feeling feeling like he could fill in that spot if Jackson doesn't come back. But Green Bay does make a lot of sense. It's going to be that really would be nice. interesting to see. So Co- we think Cooper is going to sign with Dallas. We definitely think AJ Green is probably going to be back with Cincy. But this is such a loaded receiver class for mm-hmm. with the rookies coming in. It's going to be hard for wide receivers to I get know. Money. I hope Robbie gets paid, uh, but I'm with you on the Packers. Uh, I think that makes way too much sense. He fits in perfectly with what they've been looking for. I mean, he's I mean, they tried to make Marquez Valdez-Scantling their kind of long yeah. body field stretcher, and it just mm-hmm. didn't work didn't out. Happen. Robbie Anderson is that guy. Yeah. He is that guy. So, uh, yeah, that, 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 that is actually, uh, I think, a really good, a really good spot for him um, because they desperately need somebody to compliment Devontae Adams. Absolutely. Take the top <laughs> off the defense, only get five to six targets per game, but those targets are going to be very, uh, very high efficiency. Yep. Uh, all right, so i got three tight ends to talk about. Um, Hunter Henry being the first one. I would like to think the Chargers are going to do whatever they can to keep him around. Can't um, see him. Can't see him not being franchised by that team. Right. Can't do it. I mean, are are you going to, you know, 
Rivers will be gone. Gordon's likely to be gone. Henry also. Mm-hmm. Travis Benjamin's already. I can't see them. They have yeah. to No, they, they've got to franchise him. I expect he's going to be back with the Chargers. I just threw out which, by the way, I uh, I wrote a column just published yesterday about the best free agent fantasy fits. I go a little bit deeper there, so you can find that at NFL.com slash Grant. Um, I think he's going to be back with the Chargers, but I threw out just for fun, just because it looks like the Falcons and Austin Hooper are parting ways. It, you know, he goes to Atlanta, and he just kind of fills in there and, yeah. and becomes uh, that guy for, for Matt Ryan. Yeah, I, I Hunter Henry is clearly the better two-way tight end over Austin Hooper. I think that's pretty widely accepted. Hunter mm-hmm. uh, can actually run block and play a little bit in the pass blocking game, too, if you need him to. I, I mean, if he does not go back to the Chargers, I could see New England being like, hey. Oh, Tom, Just throwing yeah here, Look, Tom. <laughs> we, we've got Gron- we've got seventy percent of Gronkowski. <laughs> like, let's make one last run at exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, look, if if for whatever reason he hits the open market, there will be plenty plenty of people knocking on. When when Hunt, when Hunter Henry came back from that that uh, leg injury last year, it, I, I watched a lot of Chargers games last year. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I did it to myself, but I thought Hunter Henry looked so explosive. I mean, right. they moved him out of the slot. They they did a lot of really fun things with him. They kind of made him like a. I don't know. He he, when he was used as a receiver, it's almost like they used him as Kelsey. But like I said, he can also be put on the line of scrimmage, and the Patriots desperately need a two-way tight end. It's it's funny that you guys mentioned Patriots and Hunter Henry because the next guy on the list is Austin Hooper, right? And in my off-season wish list column, uh, I've got him going to the Patriots. Atlanta's got an awful salary cap situation right now. They have mm-hmm. they're I believe they have the third fewest uh, in terms of uh, in terms of the cap. Mm-hmm. Hooper goes to the Patriots. Brady remains in New England, and boy, would he put up some numbers Absolutely. in that offense, dude. Oh yeah, he would put up some numbers in that offense. I've also got Emmanuel Sanders as potentially going to the Patriots. Um, they actually, if you remember, years ago when he was a restricted with the Steelers, they put it in an offer sheet for him, and then the Steelers matched it. So they certainly have had interest in Sanders in the past. Cool. Hooper would be a nice fit there, mm-hmm. and also Washington who lost Vernon Davis to retirement and, and released Jordan, Jordan Reed. Reed. Yeah. So that's that's another good I, fit as well. I, I flirted with the idea of Carolina. If he's depends if he's spiteful and petty and wants to take shots at the Falcons twice a year. With Greg Olson now uh, in Seattle. If, if Henry, because this rookie tight end class is not very good. It's not at all. Henry and Hooper are going to get paid mm-hmm. regardless. They are going to make some big, big bucks. Yep. The Bears could be in for a tight end as well because yep. Jay Burton is not working. Is not working out. Which I should, so the next guy on the list is Eric Ebron, and I, I kind of projected him to the Bears. Um, these Bears are tight end. Yeah, I have, I have him uh, going to the Redskins. Okay. Assuming that Hooper doesn't go to the Redskins, I think that that could be a good fit because they don't. They, I mean, they don't really have that that guy that they can utilize in the red zone. That's where I have. Point. That's where I had Ebron at is Washington because they he plays similarly to Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed was basically a big slot receiver, and Eric Ebron is a big slot receiver. There's also been uh, some rumors floated around that the Packers could be in the market for one of these tight ends. Yeah, please no. Because Graham is. Bleh. Yeah. I mean, I know you like Sternberger, Sternberger. but <laughs> just love saying the name Sternberger. <laughs> they, they, the Packers could be in on one of these dudes too. So yeah, right. and anybody who goes to Green Bay, yeah. you know, they're Aaron Rodgers may, maybe guys. wasn't as great a fantasy quarterback well, last season as we know, but he's still Aaron freaking Rodgers. I mean, yeah, except they just they haven't hit on tight ends in a while. I mean, they're still. Jermichael Finley, I think, is still the, the best tight end they've had there, fantasy-wise. Let's see. Wait. some time. Baba Franks, Mark Chamura, they had they had some pretty good ones. But 
Jermichael Finley. Jermichael Finley. It's too bad. He, he couldn't stay healthy. So much talent. He just, he just, you know, he had injury issues and couldn't stay healthy. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, if we want to go back, what wasn't Keith Jackson a Packer for a little bit? I know he was in Keith Eagle. Jackson. Yes, um, Eagle and Packer. So yeah, Bubba Franks. You remember Bubba Franks? Man. Oh yeah, he was with yeah, Favre, man. Yeah, him yeah. and Favre made some yeah. amazing plays in the yes, playoffs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so yeah, all this stuff will really get going on Monday when the teams and and players can actually start talking to one another, and then on Wednesday, I know that the league, uh, that the, the network will do the free agent frenzy, which the the frenzy only lasts for like twenty minutes, and then like it's all because we know everything by the time Wednesday hits. Uh, the frenzy is you know it's frenetic for about twenty minutes, and then we just kind of we'll be doing we'll be doing that show are you doing that show at all i, I know i'm doing the one on the network a couple of days uh i don't think i'm no i don't i, I no one's no one's called me well <laughs> but you'll be doing no, mock draft we, central well mock draft live well, mock draft live uh, fabs and i will be kind of switching off on there uh, and then just a, an early heads up march 23rd there will be an nfl fantasy live yeah uh, free agent i think we're calling it free agent frenzy too, probably yeah we're just stealing whatever what network said uh Either way, we'll be doing a fantasy live show that will air on March 23rd. It may even re-air a couple of times after that, but uh, check that out. Set your DVRs, all that good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll promote it again before we get there as well. Yes, sir. All right. Hey, uh, thanks again to Austin Eckler for, for checking in. We appreciate it. Uh, best of luck to him this season. I'm sure we will talk about He's him He's going to rip and shred. Yeah, we'll talk about him plenty before, uh, before we get to the actual regular season as well. So there you go. That is it. We are done. We appreciate you downloading and listening. You know the Drill, tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, many of the best things in life are either immoral, illegal, or fattening. We'll see you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody. 
and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the wind down tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.